That's what I like to hear, Mr. Zaza. Mr. Zaza. Zaza. Yes, sir, Ski. Oh! He's not playing. Okay. I respect the OG. Few moments later. But I know the camera's on, yeah. and I know we on. So what's good? You already know what it is. It's your boy Mike Green in the place to be. Cloud TV episode nine in this bitch. Hey, we at nine. Right on time. Hey, nine right on time. You already know what it is, and we got a special guest with us. You already know we had Juan Pierce pull up with us. What's you know to kick on? it with what's the gang. On? You already know. So we about to you know kick back, shoot the shit, about to take it to the motherfucking cloud today. You already know what it is. Did y'all watch the All-Star game? We just gonna get right to the shit. <clears throat> straight shots. Just boom, boom, boom. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't watch that I shit. I did not watch it. I ain't watch that shit either. I saw yeah. the highlights. I saw Steph hit the little corner three with the look off and hit the shimmy. Yeah. And I saw them niggas like destroy Durant's team. But Durant didn't play, right? No. Mm-mm. He been Damn. bad. You know what the injured. highlight of All-Star weekend was for me? Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> like seeing the girls living out the U-Haul for the weekend. Oh, yeah, that was pretty wild. It was a lot Damn. of women living out of U-Hauls, and then you had uh, it was a guy in the club. They brought his bottles out, the sparklers. His hair caught on fire. What the fuck? Yeah. They say it was doing too much. Then a dude got beat up in the middle of the mall with his girl, like bad, like really bad. Then. It keeps going. Yeah, keep there going was these down. dudes, they was uh, going around robbing everybody. So basically, they went around Atlanta and they were jacking people's cars up and then taking their wheels. Like the entire wheel. Like everything. Oh, yeah. I saw the little like, clip. Like, left his joint on the bricks and yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like they did that to like 20 cars. Like all over the city. Totally. Like Escalades. Like really nice cars that had like really nice wheels on them. Took the entire wheel. Yeah, left one that. joint on a cinder block. Like just leaning. Yeah. Must be that GTA, <clears throat> bro. Hey, Lyle told him last I don't episode. Know, man. He told him to go out there and be safe. They went out there with the with the big whips, trying to floss. Ain't been out in a minute probably. Or they been out and just being extra with the shit and look what happened. Yeah, shit sitting on bricks. He's a rapper uh, passed away too, bro. Oh for oh, real? Yeah. yeah, in Atlanta. Damn, it was yeah. that much shit going they on. They killed right him on the highway. Yeah. What? That's the second he was some rapper to die on the highway. Damn. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
that shit is crazy, man. See, I knew they was going to go out there and wild out just the All-Star weekend and everything like that. But I thought they was going to have at least a little bit of control. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Nah. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> there was no chill. There was no chill. What's Well, if, if your, um, your friend, partner, significant other, anybody came back, I suggest you quarantine a little bit. Stay away for at least, you know... What is it, 10, 14 days? Whatever. I suggest y'all just break up. Oh, shit. Just, just go ahead and just shut it down. If your girl <laughs> went to uh, All-Star Weekend without you, it's over. You're pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, she's probably in the U-Haul. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, yeah she was, yeah. She was crashing the U-E. Real talk, you seen the U-Haul, bro. Nothing but bad bitches hopping out. Goddamn. <laughs> Instagram model. Goddamn. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole different type of new age operation. Like, yeah. That's an operation right there. When like you out there starting in the U-Haul. Look, they was putting them jokes on Airbnb. Hey, that's serious. U-Haul's on the Airbnb? <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to say, how much are they selling them jokes for? I was about to say, like, they going, <laughs> I was like, they showing up, but they, they playing it cheap. Real, real, real cheap. I mean, U-Hauls ain't really cheap, though, if you think they about it. They 29 uh, for a day. For Man, after you add in the mileage yeah, and the taxes, you gotta, you're spending yeah. like a hundred and something. You got to pay per mile. Like every time yeah. you draw that joint, like it's like that's what the base is. But you pay like per mile. Bro, they was probably driving that joint around the city. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, getting lit. Getting yeah. lit. At the same time, I feel. Them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel them, but Pulling up to other people's hotels, trying to use the bathroom. Ah uh, man, ah they was actually living out the yeah. Like where did they take a shower? They they were taking those uh, as beyond me. showers. They are not that. No, we don't need that. That's crazy. Type of shit. That's the type of stuff you don't want to teach children. They was putting on GoFundMe's to go uh, to get home. This one girl got thirteen hundred. Man, so they out there going yeah. out there broke. Yeah. <laughs> so they go. And out already there, know they got that finesse. Yeah. So they go out there broke just because they're cute, mm-hmm. and they come home with thirteen hundred. Yep. That's a problem. Off go for me. Off of niggas that's at home. That's bad. I mean, yeah. That's a, that's a bad. Shout out to the females out here doing that shit, but God damn, bro. Shout out to the dumb niggas that's out here doing that shit. Well, who doing that, man? Mm. You need to invest in something else, man. Come on, bro. It's a lot of people out here struggling. Not even that. It's a lot of business out here that need your money. Start drinking. You need to get drunk one time, boy. <laughs> yeah, y'all can spend that money on Cloud TV merch. Oh, y'all want to know about the merch? Oh, hold on. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Dabble, get the zoom in. You plug, plug, plug. You know what I'm saying? We got the hoodies out now. You know what I'm saying? The To The Cloud hoodies, you know what I'm saying? You can get these for about 40 bucks. You know what I'm saying? We also got the, the zip-up jumps. You know what I mean? I think them jumps is like 28. You know what I'm saying? To the cloud TV.com to get them jumps. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get your cloud TV gear. You know what I'm saying? Support the cause, man. Support the movement, man. It's to the cloud, man. To, to the, the motherfucking cloud, cloud bro. Take a sip. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't taking... I ain't... Nah. I ain't spending no 13. I ain't even gonna... Go fund me. As soon as she sent me that. Go fund me. What's the most you ever spent on a chick on a date? On a date? That's mm-hmm. different. On a date is beyond me. Like it depends. It depends on how much I like. It. If I like you, like the if first I got day. if I got money, shit, I can say about nothing. Nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Honey, unless mm-hmm. unless we go do like doing shit all day. Like like I say for a weekend. If we doing shit for a weekend, I say two fifty. Mm-hmm. Two fifty less. That, okay. You feel me? You see? Is that including the room? Hell, it depends no, if it gets that. It's no possible yeah, if it gets that far. I had to ask. say, nah, it's not including the room. I can't go that far. I'm t- but not even including the room or the gas. We can just drive around all day. That's a day for me. Get food. 
I pay for the bag, we get a little drink. Shit, Virginia Beach, two hours away. See, I ain't even gonna cap. I'll probably spend like some bread. I ain't gonna lie, a couple mm-hmm. hundred, maybe close to a stack, depending on the type of Ooh, quality of woman. If I'm really trying to really do it right, you know what I'm saying? Ladies, if I'm really trying to make an impression. Mike. First date. <laughs> You know, no, not first date. No, that's what we talking about. First date. Oh, first date. Oh, nah, first date. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, nah. First. (laughs) Oh, nah, my bad. My bad. No. Oh, nah. I'm over here listening. Think, nah. You ain't about to get me. Oh my god. I ain't about to be here funding. I ain't about to be out here funding y'all trips. But um, nah. If it's all right, first date. Um, first date. I know I'm gonna get cheeks. Or first, I don't know. It's just the opportunities are endless. It can go anyway. That's how we talking. Yeah. I'll say. And I don't know. Because <laughs> sometimes, say say you in the bar, right, with Shardy, you, y'all hitting it off, you know, the vibes is right, you get to drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how them drinks, yeah, next thing you know, yeah. yeah. So it, it just depends. Hopefully it's no more than a couple hundred. Especially you know, hopefully. Yep. Hopefully. But you never know. She might be like, hey, yo, what's good? I'm trying to get it popping right now. Like you were saying, now we mm-hmm. got to get the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And depending on how drunk I am, it's going to determine the quality of the room. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm still in my, my, my fine state of mind, like, you know, I'm gonna try to find some value in this, but if I'm lit, whatever the first, the, the quickest thing. <laughs> yeah, and Apple Pay is a motherfucker. That shit's just face, boom, just <laughs> booked. Yeah, yeah, we met. Yeah, we met at the bar. But ain't no way we going to the crib. So, I mean, we might, we might end up benign. I don't know. My trust skills ain't really that worthy, so we might slide out to the hotel. Wallet MIA, you feel me? You don't even know my name, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, then uh, you got to factor in the Plan B pills. That's another 70. Mm. Yep. So y'all niggas ain't going to wrap yeah. it up. I mean... Well, either way, if you're getting condoms... You can throw in the five. I mean, you can throw in... Yeah. It's cheaper nah, to I mean, get that in Plan B. Fool, mm. you can buy one box. About after five, six. No, I come with three. <laughs> I know, but it's about five, six dollars. <laughs> I come with three. After that box, it's one night, bro. It's a one-nighter. Listen, yeah. y'all, holler at me after this, and uh, I got y'all with free comments for life. Man. Of yeah. yeah. All right, bet. I, I'm going to plug. All right, bet. I got you. Say less. Let's stay safe. For life. You ain't got to ever pay for condoms again. Word. Word. No That's babies a great for life. Yeah. No babies. We can make a song about no babies, but mm-hmm. that shit going to really drive you crazy, because I don't really want to think about no baby. <laughs> babies. This nigga. <laughs> you love the kids? Whoa. <laughs> you love the kids? What guys say? It just, I guess with me though, like, I'll probably spend like, like 80 to 140. Damn, that's like an accurate ass, like. Yeah, because I, let me, t- like, you know what I'm saying? It all depends on the chick, like, what she into. Like, you know what I'm saying? What if it's a chick that's an outdoors chick? Okay. So you'd be like, all right, bet. What we can do, we can go up to like Skyline Drive, like maybe go on a little hike, see like a lot of scenery. You know, you got to pay like twenty dollars to get on the Skyline or something like that. You know what I mean? That's the you got to, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like you got to switch it up. Like everybody always want to say like, go to the bar or to like out to eat. You don't. Not every chick is like you don't got to do that. Like you yeah, really right. don't. Like you feel it just all depends on the type of chick that you going with or you going for. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to see what she about. But I'm gonna spend like one eighty to one forty. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm going to take her on. 180? 80 to 104. 80 dash 140. That's the range. I tried to get him. First date. I tried to get him. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do something different. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be, I'm not a cliche type of person. So, like, we're going to do something different, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to have a good time. And then after that, we're going to grab something to eat. But then it's like, yo, what you want to eat? Type shit. She's going to be like, ah. Then I'm going to go on the phone. We're going to figure out what she like. 
You know what I'm saying? Depending on what you like, where we gonna look, where we gonna go, we gonna, I'm gonna read the reviews. Like, oh, you like this? You know what I'm saying? This is the reviews on it. You know what I'm saying? She gonna be fucking with that shit. Basically. And then after that, I'm probably gonna get the cheeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because of the whole experience. For the 140, you, well, all right. So what's the price of where you feel like you gotta get cheeks now? Like, where's that cap? I feel like, I don't feel like, if I gotta spend some money, I don't feel like I don't really want it. Yeah. Like, for real, for real. Like before, before Juan gets to his, well, before before his <laughs> to his price, I gotta know you for some weeks before I take you on a date. I, like I'll take you to the park before then. That's a date though. That's yeah, a that's, date. that's, that's a, still I, a date. I consider that's a date. Yeah. Like, and that's three ninety nine, right? Yeah, three ninety nine. Boom. Yeah, unless we buy some ice cream or something, I ain't buy no ice cream. I'm about to talk. What if she hit you yeah. with? I'm only in town for the night. <laughs> she only in town for the night, bro. My pockets ain't right. We're going to hit that park. I'm telling you. We're going to play that shit so chill. We're going to drive around for like 30 minutes. I'm going to have like a .5, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God. We're going to drive around town for like 30 minutes. I'm going to have a full tank. .5, though. It's going to be sad. .5, playlist ready. Right? Yeah, playlist and everything. Right? Playlist and everything. We're going to pull up to the park. I'm going to spend like 35 minutes there. I'm like, all right. Gonna slide. <laughs> <laughs> just, we gonna literally see. Just off food. the vibe, yeah. yeah. Off the vibe, literally. I'm like, you hungry? Boom, get some food. Shit. Then it's on her for the rest. I'm gonna. Say, I ain't gonna say it's on her, but I'm gonna play it chill. Like, you feel me? That's just a, if the vibes right. If the vibes is right, yeah. If fact. Right. If the vibes right, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come straight out with it. Yo, First time we meet. You're trying to get it in, like you know what I'm saying? That shit usually work. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of like beating around the bush, like if you go straight direct, you know what I'm saying? After the vibe. You gotta vibe first. If y'all if you think that, you know what I'm saying, y'all connected, you might as well just shoot your shot, you know what I'm saying? Cause you you see Curry, that nigga, him and Lilla was hitting half quarters. Yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. it to where I've been. Take so it's possible, nigga. They were swishing them bitches too. Yeah, drive to drive around <laughs> the hood for a second. Yeah, for real, for real. Drive around where I've been. <laughs> Hell yeah. So so Juan, well yeah, I'm about to say, so so how much you spend on the jump? To to piggyback off what he was saying, I, I definitely I have to have several phone conversations before before the date just to make sure she's sane and a credible person before I go in public with her. Even if I meet her in public, I you know, I feel like you gotta get to know her because you don't wanna go out and just be with a lunatic because I've done that before. Yeah. I've been on a date with a girl who had multiple personalities and I didn't know until we got on the date. And that, it, it shit went left, you know. Mm, um, but I think the most I've ever spent on a date, the first date, was probably like in a three hundred range. But it wasn't because I was trying to flex. It was because I picked an expensive restaurant by accident. Mm. I didn't know, so I was in Shaco Bottom, and I was looking for a restaurant. And the the one we wanted to go to was closed, so I was like, oh, let's go to Tobacco Company. I did not know the tobacco company was that expensive. And of course, she literally went to the most expensive thing on the menu. Like, like literally. She browsed the menu, trying to figure out what the most expensive shit was, and ordered it. I know she did it. I watched her, right? And to add insult to injury, the, wait, the waiter flirted with her the entire time. Mm. And so I was trying to, you know, keep my cool, whatever, whatever. You know, I kept like, yo, you know, just asking him like, hey, can you bring me this, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't like she was giving him like any place. She wasn't entertaining it, but it was just awkward because he's doing too much. 
and now we're on the third floor and I'm about to throw him over the balcony and go to jail. <laughs> so I'm about to catch a charge on my first date and I have a heavy charge on my card on the first date. So there's gonna be a lot of charges everywhere. <laughs> my car, my record, everybody's getting charged. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna charge him. Like every, everything's getting charged. You know what I'm saying? So you had to pick your charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and I paid that like three something. Damn. And that, and that was no tip because I didn't leave the tip. Mm. He probably understood. No, oh, he had to. He had to. When he you bring the that. bill up. He felt that. Yeah. 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 No tip. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, did you get the cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. After the first it? date, bro, me and her were just like, I hated her. And when I met her, we met at a club, right? It was her sister's bachelorette party. They're from Hampton. And she's just, you know, just beautiful chick, right? Like most, like, you go to Hampton, all the women, for the most part, just gorgeous. They don't even look like they're real. They're like they were born off a of Tumblr or some shit, right? <laughs> so... Me and her hit it off at the club, whatever, whatever. She was acting kind of high maintenance in the club, but I didn't know that was how she was in person. So then when we got to the spot, she was super bougie. She was super rude. Like, she just, mm. you know, it was just, yeah. A lot of cons, not that many pros. Yeah. yeah. The only pro was she was fine, and that's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, it's I not swear enough. it's not enough. Yeah. Conversation ain't right. You gotta do. I think sometimes, and sometimes that just be, like, in our areas, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know us being a VA, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, you know what I'm saying? It's not really balanced, you know what I'm saying? But you go to like a big city, you know what I'm saying? You go to like Denver, New York, Cali, Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like, where there's more people, like, it'd be more batter joints. Like, the basically, when all the bad joints, like, in the same vicinity, you're like, you know what I'm saying? They usually be chill, yo. I've been noticing, like, VA just be on some, like, the, the females are just be on some different shit. But, like, it's some, it's some cool chicks, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But most of them just is locked up, or, or, like, you know what I'm saying? They locked in. They already got their shit going on, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they already off the market, so. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's tough. here in Richmond, uh, well, let's say Virginia as a whole, um, you know, me as a party promoter, what I've seen is a lot of people here, they start life early, you know? So, they... Like, if you go to D.C., you go to New York, Miami, L.A., like, it's people in their 30s that are late 30s. They don't got no kids. They're partying all the time. They go out every weekend. They pop bottles. That's their lifestyle. But here, um, a lot of people, they get wiped up early. They start a family really early. They are, you know, living like they're in their 30s in their early 20s, you know, and they have responsibilities. They're working crazy hours. They don't go out a lot. You know, they don't hit the club a lot. They If they do, they're, they're going out of town, but that's just not their lifestyle here. So it's it's really just backwards. You just, think about it's it. She's just more family-oriented. Yeah, way more family-oriented. That makes sense, though. So much motherfucking land shit. We really don't party a lot. How It always been, I always say, to me the baddie, for real, for real, I've always been, like, because I don't really go out a lot unless, you know, unless it's, like, some money-wise, like, Gig or, or unless it's one of my events. Yeah, unless it's one of his events. Right. Unless it's one of his events, but if it ain't that, man, I don't really go out a lot, man. So I be meeting daddies like stores, man. I swear, bro. It'd be, it'd be so weird. So you pick them up at Target or Walmart? Shit, any store. You can get gas yeah. station. Okay. I feel like gas station is like the worst one, but at the same time, it, it can still be chill, depending, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how you approach them. But I like the grocery stores, yeah, man. Yeah, I like, I like grocery stores. I say, like, it's somewhere down the shore from, bro. I swear it's like a store down there, man. You just pull up, you like, 
man, I ain't leaving this parking lot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's a story down there. I'm like, I ain't leaving this parking lot. You see, he ain't give up the name, y'all. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> your niggas ain't your niggas. Because y'all gonna see my car down there. They gonna see my car. I'm gonna be down there. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Lot. That's funny. No <laughs> but um, let me ask y'all a serious question, though, because um, as y'all know, um, you know, Virginia is opening up now a little bit more. Um, it's what is it, 12 now? Mm-hmm. Till midnight. Till midnight. So, um, do you feel like it's too soon to be going back into that realm, or do you feel like it's right on time? Because niggas has been inside for a long time, or been walking that fine line of trying to have a little bit of fun but being safe at the same time. So, how y'all feel about that? I feel like it's about time. Yeah. You know, um, and I feel like if you're gonna be opening till 10 p.m. right. You can have the same rules in place. You can still do the same thing you're doing, the social distancing or whatever, whatever. You can do that until 2 a.m. If, you know, it's capacity of people. But the thing was, a lot of people weren't all playing on the same rules. So you had some venues who were strict and following what the governor wanted. And then you had people who were, you know, just bucking it, doing whatever they wanted. And people just kept getting violations, shut down. And they kept having outbreaks from certain venues, so they just shut everybody down. But when they did that, that 10 p.m. thing, it really put everybody on an even playing field. I got immaculate vision, no cataracts in my pupil Don't understand my decision, so I don't need your approval I'm a motherfucking villain, just like you see in the movie But still a motherfucking hero, stay low-key like a scene Hear no evil to see In a cafe, or sometimes on a crowded street I've been near you, but you never noticed me We oh pandemic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he was on. He was speaking on um, you know what I'm saying the differences between you know what I'm saying like what ten and ten and twelve. Oh yeah, you know? ten and twelve. The pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like um, my my event this past Tuesday at Hollywood Hookah. Um, I do tacos and tequila Tuesdays over there. So this was the craziest night that we've had since November. Was it Joe? Yes. I already it, know. It was, it was I already know. We had to bring tables from upstairs downstairs. Like, and I bet you that that business too was like loving it because you know what I'm saying. They ain't oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The money like that, but didn't have. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. A lot of bottles being popped on a Tuesday. It looked like a Saturday in there. Club going up. Uh, Weather breaking too. It's about to be daylight savings time. Y'all need to pull up tomorrow too. By the way, what's going on tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Tuesday. Tuesday. Pull up. Pull up. Got the club going, huh? 
on a Tuesday. Huh? So, so for um for all our viewership that doesn't know, um Juan um party promoter, club promoter, one of the best promoters in the area, does his thing. All his parties is lit. Like if you trying if you're in the Richmond scene and you're trying to find somewhere to go. You gotta pull up on Juan's events. Like second to none, it's the best you're gonna find around here and a lot of other places, period. Like the shit is official. But um as as far as the adjustments you've had to make during the pandemic, has um has it really hurt business or is it something that you can look forward to like now since everything's about to open up, I can really make up for, you know, the time that has been, you know, taken away because of everything. So it really hurt business, then it was lit, then it was really hurt again. So it was like, God, give it, took it away, gave back, they took it away. Like, nah, I was fucking with you. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, yo, why you do that? Like, I was really hurt. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the year, man, I was killing it. Um, you know, I went into 2020 expecting it to be the best year of my life, right? And I've been alive for, you know, at that point, 30, 32 years. I'm about to be 33 um, this year in a couple of weeks. But... I expected it to be the year that I finally broke the mold. I broke every barrier that I always wanted to to cross and stuff like that. And um, I had already been doing pop-up events in other cities and states. Like, I've done Orlando. I've done Atlanta. I've done New York. I've done Charlotte. I've done um, D.C., some five, all this type of stuff. But when I went into 2020, I had an event that I did in New York. Right. And it went so well that the owner pulled me to the side and it's like, how can we do this every every Friday? Mm. So living in Richmond, I was doing an event every Friday in New York from 8 p.m. until 4 a.m. in Manhattan in Times Square. Lit. Midnight brunch. Movie. Every movie. Yeah. Every, every week. And, um, you know, that that was an incredible experience for me to have one of the most popping events on Saturdays in Richmond. Super popping event in New York. And then I was still doing my brunch on Sundays and, you know, stuff like that. So I was looking forward to um, having an event in L.A. I was working on an event in Koreatown. I had an event that was supposed to happen in Houston and Dallas and Tampa. I had one. Uh, I had events lined up in Richmond that hadn't started yet. You know, Cabana Thursdays, my $2 Tuesdays hadn't started yet. Um, my Fridays, had none of that had started yet. And then as soon as March comes around, everything's wiped off the board. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is my bread and butter. This is how I was paying on my bills. So it was just like everything was taken away. Plus, I got into a car accident on January 1st, like 3 a.m. Right. No, 4 a.m. Four hours into the new year. Damn. Two blocks away from my crib. Right. Lex is gone, you know. And so I was trying to restore that. Got into like a, a huge situation, started depleting a lot of funds. Um, then the guy who's supposed to fix my car, he ran off of the parts. He moved his shop, everything. Left my Damn. car still out there for months, thinking that it was about to be fixed, right? So it was just a very testing time. And uh, then in, I think, June, everything started to reopen. So I started my Tuesdays back, and it was lit, right? So, you know, not to go in, in, into the crazy finances, but it was like, you know, at that point, I was able to take care of my rent just for one Tuesday night. So that was that was lit to have that back, you know, be on that magnitude because Tuesdays, again, we're looking like Saturdays, you know. Then I started the Thursdays and I started two events on Fridays, two events on Thursdays. Then I had a 
my Sunday brunch and everything was popping again. And I did the uh, the Halloween bar crawl, the purge bar crawl. They put me on the news for that, right? Every news station was bashing me. Oh, he's doing a bar crawl during the pandemic. It was lit, right? So news was bashing you. Oh yeah, crazy. it was crazy. I was all over the like. They were Damn. I, I still got the voicemail. One dude, he uh, he called me from the news and he was like, he was gonna try to give me a chance to defend myself because it's going on air in a couple of hours. So call back if I want to make a statement. And I was like, that's connected wow. right there. Yeah, I mean, nah. He he. It was kind of like a threat almost. It was just like, yo, listen, if you don't call me back, we're just gonna publish our version. Yeah, just go with their narrative. Yeah, we're just gonna go yeah. whatever we're saying. So if you want to try to defend yourself, you need to return my phone call. And uh, that that was just crazy because I'm like, yo, this is they really turned up on me. But actually, it turned into the best promotion ever. The tickets were already almost sold out, and that that killed it. Like tickets were sold out. You know, um, so that was great. But then after that, man, headed into December, um, like the end of November, that's when the governor shut everything down. It's like, okay, 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, damn, what do we do? You know, so for the first couple of weeks, everybody was scared to do events. Then we started doing events again. And, you know, it was just like it it was good, but it it really wasn't the same. Like you didn't have as many people out. Because people were kind of like, yo, I don't want to go out that early. Because you had to do it like a happy hour, like a dinner party. Everything had to start at 5 p.m. and end at 10 p.m., right? So just in the last couple of weeks, it had just started to pick up because people were just so bored. So in the last couple of weeks, you had people getting drunk, fucked up by 10 p.m. Like they're like wobbling, like they're done. And they're ready to go home now because they're so lit. They've been drinking since 5 o'clock, you know? So... That was kind of a wild thing to see. But now that we're back at midnight, I think things are really going to like heat up. You know? Hell yeah. So the, the, the city is going to start making money again because so many places are closed that won't be able to reopen again. Yeah. You know? That's the sad thing about all this, man. Yeah. Like, like, and that, that's all over the world. You know, yeah. we had some of the, the biggest clubs in D.C., um, even Miami, like places like that, that, you know, they're, they're just done. You know, Atlanta was the only place that was thriving the entire time. Yep, because they never shut the fuck down. They was out there just living. Then I heard it was some places that would act like they're closed. They would board up the windows, and then they had, like, secret parties. You had to have, like, the secret password oh yeah been and all this other York, shit underground they've been doing that they've been doing that in, like all the major cities man but doing that yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah man but um but how did you um how did you get into promoting man like we want we want to know your story man because you've had a lot of success but just just being in this world you see a lot of promoters that come and go and really don't don't have that i guess longevity or that imprint to really you know stay with it or may get discouraged but what has been keeping you going and being able to be successful well, what's keeping me going is ascension, just knowing how to transition through the different crowds, like the younger markets, and still giving the people my age what they want, being able to like relate to the crowd and, and just understand the direction of where it needs to go, not where it is going. And I've always tried to do things differently as far as the type of crowd that I have, the type of atmosphere I have. And... I feel like that's what sets me apart from a lot of um, event planners in the city, um, you know, for the fact that I try to set a bar mm-hmm. and a lot of people just see it like, it's, oh, it's just Richmond. So I feel like if you treat a side hustle like a side hustle, that's all that's what it's going to be forever. Like it's you're giving low quality, low energy. You're not going to really make a lot from it, right. you know. 
I, and you're not expecting anything from it, but mm-hmm. I treat it like a business, like a legit company. Like this is this is professionalism, and I, you know, I treat my brand like it's my child. Right. You know, I protect the brand at all costs, so I don't really collaborate with a lot of people. I keep a lot of promoters blocked on social media, um, just because I want tunnel vision. You know, right. I don't want to. You know, um, no pun intended. I don't want my my judgment clouded. Right. <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I yeah, got into promotion because um, when I was 15, 16, um, and, and I still dabble into it. I, I was doing music really, really heavy, and um, I was in a group. And then we broke up, and I just started doing my solo thing. And that's the age of MySpace because my old head. And um, on MySpace, I was really able to create my own lot, my own lane. Um, in that that digital world where I had 22,000 friends on on MySpace and I had 100,000 plays on my music. So I had club promoters here, teen parties and 18 up, hitting me up when I was 16, booking me um, to host or perform at teen parties or like, you know, 18 up events. And once I turned 17, I had club owners coming to me directly trying to get me to host 21 and up stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I'm 17 in the 21 Up Club with my homies who are all 17. Oh yeah, we so got some of them got drinking wristbands. Some of them and I, I didn't even drink at this point. So it was just like it was wild to to see that that lifestyle and see the other side and, and mm-hmm. meet celebrities and be out there. And once I I saw how much money they were kind of making, you know, I don't want to say just off of me, but because I was a part of that, and I was like, damn, you know, like. I need to do this for myself because I know all these people. And my first event I ever did, it, it just bombed. It was horrible. Like literally, not a soul came, right? Not a not one person. Like nobody. Like it was completely empty. And I was just so blown. I was like, yo, you know, what did I do wrong? And, mm-hmm. I, and I just thought about it. And I was like, I felt like I made it too much just about myself. Okay. You know? And so the second event, I gave it a theme, got a better flyer. I went heavy. I networked. I, you know, I called out favors. I, I hit everybody up I knew. And my second event ever, um, which was a teen event at that time, I was young. It was it was packed. And we went to capacity, lined down the block. You know, like mm-hmm. it was like wow, like I did this. You know, and from that point on, I was just doing it here and there. I wasn't consistent with it because I didn't know if I, I wanted this to be a thing or not, or if it was just something for some for some money. You know, I was treating it like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember it was the night Obama won the election, right? Oh, yeah, I remember I that. had just got a job working at... Everybody like this, remember that night. <laughs> working at Hewlett Packard, right? And it was like an overnight job, and I had worked there one night. And then the next night, it was election night, Obama won. And I remember I'm in tears, yo. I'm marching on Broad Street, it's thousands of people, and I just felt so inspired. And I was like, yo, bro. I just felt like I could do, I just, I was motivated. I could mm-hmm. do anything. And I called and quit my job. Oh, shit. And I was like, yo, like literally out of, out of passion, I quit my job and I told him I wasn't coming back. And I, the next day, you know, I had a, a meeting with my soon to be business partner, um, Terrence Walters, and we, we made my first LLC. You okay. know, it was called No Limitations Promotions. Uh, NLP and we literally we took off running we had our company cards and everything debit cards everything we had um, two of my roommates as employees and like we're getting paid every week 
and we're doing a club that we, we're doing 300 people every Friday and it's lit, you know? And then the team expanded. It just grew and grew and grew. Mm-hmm. And um, me and him decided to, to do different things business-wise. And I had another company called Climatic Nation. By the time we got to Climatic Nation, I had a bigger venue um, that had four floors and had a thousand people, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a 60-man street team. We had a street team at Virginia State at Virginia Union, VCU. Um, we had uh, University of Richmond and people who were locally from Richmond, because I'm locally from Richmond. And um, bro, the guest list every Friday was like between 800 to 1200. Damn. Every Friday. That's the line at like, the, the event started at 10 o'clock. The line started at 830. People be out there for an hour and a half. Waiting, yeah, I remember them like, days. In, in the heat, in the cold, in the rain, in the snow. People was out there, you know, and, and I was young and I was 18 and up and it was just like, yo, that was a move. But even back then, I didn't really know the business like I should have. So I was getting finessed, man. Mm. And, you know, I was thankful for the opportunity, but I didn't realize like, yo, I, you know, they had me in a deal where every week when we got there, the budget was $5,000. So every time I got there, I owed $5,000. So oh. I had to literally make five thousand dollars before i made anything mm-hmm. now i still was walking away with a stack you know me and my business partner after we split we paid other people but you know the money was good but it was just like yo we were paying for everything we we're paying for all the staff in the venue we were paying for charter buses three mm. charter buses two to three charter buses we were paying the radio budget we were paying six djs because we have four floors we we're paying flyers grab like we we literally like yo it was wild all the work all the work yeah we had to literally pay for everything so it it was pretty wild so as i got older i started to have more conversations with people who kind of like got at me like say from street rats and fat cat and and fat cat like i don't even know if he would remember me having that conversation but we had some conversations where he was just telling me like what he was on now, and he was like, yo, I'm not doing no events unless I get a barber sandwich. And I was like, word, why is that? And we start talking, and he started doing some math with me. And I was like, holy shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, I'm older now, I just switched to 21 and up events, and I most of my events are free, right? And I feel like it's easier for me to do that and get people in the door and get a bar percentage and be able to just eat off of that and make good money, you know, by myself. And a lot of other promoters who were on the outside looking in, it was like, yo, how's he making money? He's not making no money. Yeah. You know, they tell everybody all his events is free, he not charging at the door, whatever, whatever. But, you know, I look at them and I'm looking at people who were like, it's like 12 names on a flyer, right? Everybody trying to charge people to get in. You trying to, you know, hit people in the head. People you know, people you don't know. Like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And everybody not going to come out every week, you know? Yeah, so it's like, yo, like, you you really trying to make something, but you're still walking away with just a couple hundred dollars after all that work, after all yeah. that stress, after all that argument at the door, mm-hmm. everything. Because you didn't pay for everything, and you had to break bread at the end of the night. Everybody got their hand out. It's just me, you know? And with me, it's just like... I'm a very creative person, so I like to come up with my own themes, my own events, my own lanes, and I'm a, a social chameleon. I blend in with everybody. So I have events that are 
more f- predominantly for like black young professionals. I have an event that are uh, predominantly diverse. You know, um, you have white, Asian, Middle Eastern. You have black. You have African. You have uh, Latino. You know, and then I have my Latin nights. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm black. You know, and I can't speak Spanish, but I understand how to put together a party. Yeah. You know, I understand. So I study different cultures. I study different social circles. I, I blend in. I talk to these people. I figure out what it is that they want, where they want to be, which venue, what atmosphere will work for them. And, I, and I, I'm and i like an architect. I put that together. Mm-hmm. I reverse engineer my experiences to mm-hmm. be tailored to whoever they're meant to be for mm-hmm. so that they're going to have a good time. And the number one thing for men, when you come in, you want to see more women than men. Most of my my events are predominantly women, right? I take care of them. I'm not a creep. I'm not trying to sleep with everybody. I'm not, you know, I'm not that type of guy. I'm more energy where, hey, listen, I really appreciate you being here. I really, I truly do. I really, and I let you know that. And I, I introduce myself and, you know, I want to become friends with these people because now this is my circle, you know? And people, once they know you a little bit better, they trust you. They trust right. what you're giving them because you've delivered and it's a cool atmosphere for you to be in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have these different niche groups to where I don't have to lean on one crowd every night. I don't have to depend on, you know, Fox to come out every week. <laughs> I know I'm gonna see him like maybe like once a month. Mm-hmm. But when he come out, he gonna show love. He you know he gonna pop his bottles. He gonna do what he do. Right. You know. But every time he comes out, he, he enjoys himself. So we have that good rapport. That I might not see him every time, but I'm gonna see him, and he's you know he's gonna rock with me when mm-hmm. he comes out. You know he knows that's that's a move. You know he don't show with nobody. He show up dolo, and he like yo, what's good? Let's get it. Yep. Like, Let's yep. rock. You know, party start right there. Yeah, yeah. Pop <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, I, I think that consistency um is key. You know, just providing quality and and being a good person because people really like when you're a promoter they don't just look at what you're doing because anybody could put up a flyer and you could post it to a billion people they don't really know you the flyer might look dope if you ain't got no celebrity or anything like if you ain't really giving away to you know open bar or something like that even then they may not come out because they don't really know you but once enough people know you and they vouch for you they like yo this is is my you know it's my guy right here i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go support i'm gonna you know whatever it's like a domino effect. Everybody's just showing love. People are reposting it without you asking them to do that. People are just showing up. People are bringing friends. People are introducing you to their friends. You know, because they want mm-hmm. people to know you. They want, you know, that 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 same uh, experience for their right. friends uh, of knowing, hey, this is the promoter right here. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is the guy and, and this is why we're here, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's a great thing, man. So I've been able to... Um, experience like things I never in a million years would have got to experience. I've been around the celebrities. I've done parties that were a thousand plus. And I remember being a young kid, all I wanted to do was like, you know, just be a rapper and tour and perform in front of people. Right. right. And, you know, for a while I felt kind of jaded with that experience that, yo, I kind of let myself down. But then I thought about it. It's like, yo, I'm not just a party promoter. I'm a host. I'm on the microphone yeah. in front of hundreds of people every week. For the last decade of my life, I've been doing it, you know? It's been in a different way, but, you know, nightlife has not only saved my life, but it it transformed my life. It opened up so many doors because I I built so many relationships, even with Mm y'all. But, you know, 
I got other bigger job opportunities because of nightlife. And I've met people like it, it's it's insane, man. So it, it really uh, took me down this rabbit hole and it, it brought me out in this like fantasy world that I had to learn how to navigate. And I had to learn to um, distinguish between reality and fantasy. Right. Like because everything isn't always as it looks, you mm-hmm. know, so you have to be able to take things with a grain of salt, even if it looks like incredible, like this, whatever, whatever, just take it with a grain of salt. You know, this is still business at the end of the day. um, And this is a, this is a lifestyle, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. That's, that's dope, bro. Like for real, because, because just seeing, because I remember when I, um, when I first um, got to um, Richmond, when I was um, at union and we always used to hear about your parties and stuff. And, and you can you can always tell the difference between like your parties and like other people's parties. Like it was just a completely different vibe altogether. It was always a good time. Like the shit was dope. And and it was and it was crazy because I knew of one, but I didn't get to know him until we all got together and we started kicking it with Duff and everything. And and like he's saying, he's a nice guy. He's approachable. You can always come up to him, ask him questions, just pick his brain, try to get information on, you know, some things that maybe you can do better yeah. just from his experiences. And that's why I've always, you know, I've always fuck with Juan for that, because a lot of people, they, they're not even like that. Once they hit that level, it's like, nah, fuck that. You got to go through the shit and figure it out on your own. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he's not like that. He's willing to, you know, offer guidance. You know what I'm saying? And we we need more people like that and I appreciate that for real. Yeah, That's a real cool talk. story too, bro. Thanks, you being that young, you know what I'm saying? Like to see how the game was, you know what I'm saying? Then you like you say, you reverse engineered the whole situation, you know what I mean? And yeah, man. Like, like built a, a living off of something that you didn't as see at first, you know what I'm saying? But you took the opportunity and you went full speed with it. Mm-hmm. You say you turn the side hustle to a main hustle. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what a lot of people want to do. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? So there's a lot of jewels in what you said. Yeah. So it's gonna be cool to like hear this back. You know what I'm saying? Just because a lot of stuff you said was facts, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Like, you can apply what you said to a lot of other things. In life. Facts. Yeah, so, everything in life, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it may take more time. It, it may, you know, you may have to put more energy and effort into it. But anything that you do as a side hustle, you can maximize off of it and turn it into this is now what I do. You know, mm-hmm. like, but. It really comes down to networking. It comes down to doing research, um, you know, making sure that you understand the business, you know, because even with me getting uh, ground experience, me getting learning experience, I still had to go to YouTube. And I was like, you know, I, I was doing all this, like, just research, like, who are the biggest promoters, you yeah. know, like, yeah, not, yeah. not just black, but just the world, like, how are they living? I was Googling them, <laughs> trying to figure out who promoted at which clubs and which cities and stuff like that. Man. And some of them I got to meet, but I remember what inspired me first is my cousin, Sean P. We had a conversation when I moved back to Richmond and I was like, man, I want to do this party thing full time, whatever. After we had a conversation and Sean P has always been that person that plays devil's advocate. He going he gonna to support you, but he going to say, all right, now you want to do this, but yeah. all right, what, what's the downside? There's always a downside to something he said. And he was just like, yo, you have to figure out you know, who's your competition? And I was like, well, I, I know I'm going to kill my competition. He's like, uh-uh, but what if you kill your competition now it backfires on you? You know, because mm. sometimes you need competition. Like McDonald's low-key needs Burger King, you know, mm, because yeah. and, and it's a deeper psychological reason why, but that made so much sense, you know, <laughs> for heaven to mean something mm-hmm. in hell, yeah. you know? Pat man need a joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just to mean something. Yeah. 
What's good? It's your boy Mike Green from Cloud TV, your one-stop shop, capturing the hip-hop culture through our eyes. Our page offers live performances, blogs, and our podcast called Cloud of Judgment. Follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us at at underscore to the cloud and check out our website to the cloud for exclusive content and to purchase some of our merch. If you like our content, please like, subscribe and share to the cloud. So, you know, once I did my uh, my research and I, I came in so smooth because he gave me that game, he gave me that knowledge. He said, do your research, figure out who is promoting to who, who's who's going where. And I looked at it and it was only two companies in Richmond at the time that were really killing it. And once I did research, I figured out that, okay, these people have VCU crowd, but they only have the juniors and the seniors. This person has Virginia State crowd, they only have the juniors and the seniors. This is when Little Caesars used to be at VCU's um, on campus, right? I went, I spent like $100 at Little Caesars, got all these $5 pizzas. I went and sat on VCU's campus, started giving out free pizza to everybody. It's like, hey, you want some pizza? It's free, whatever, whatever. I had cheese, I had pepperoni, whatever. I just wanted to meet people because I had just moved mm-hmm. back. Yeah, so I, ma- I started making friends. I started yeah, making friends. Then I went and got some Krispy Kreme donuts, came back, did the same mm, thing another day. I started making so many friends and, and people out there. And, they, and most of them I already followed on Facebook because I just got on Facebook and I wasn't at Poppy yet, but I added like a couple hundred people on Facebook. So when they met me and I said my name, they like, oh shit, you're real. And that started to be an <laughs> ongoing joke because everybody was my friend on Facebook, but nobody ever met me. Okay. They, they weren't okay. in class with me. And they were like, does he go here? Like, who the fuck is he? He, he has all these friends in common. We don't see him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's what my, my email address to this day is juanpierceisreal at gmail.com, right? <laughs> and it was based off of that because that was an ongoing joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, he's really a real, he's really here. This mm-hmm. is Juan Pierce. And, and yeah. so many people had that same just like reaction. I was like, wow. And I got to meet these people. And then after meeting them for a while, I was like, by the way, I do parties. I didn't tell them that at first. Yeah. I just wanted mm-hmm. to like, you know, get in there. I'm a, I'm a promoter. I'm having a party. You having a party? Everybody's coming now. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I have my own niche, right? So I started doing some like hole in the wall parties at this, this spot on, mm-hmm. on near campus and I started doing pajama parties and it was like the sweat box so everybody used to call it because we're young yeah. you know nobody could really drink everybody was just trying to party you know mm-hmm. charging to get in and then the next year I elevated and that's when I went to a real club you know and, and we had to dress code and you know everybody's getting sexy everybody's getting dressed up whatever, whatever. and I started to change because I was a little still I was still a little rough I was still a little ratchet right because yeah. you know I'm from Richmond like whatever <laughs> I had my I was dressed like 6x everything at first. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So it took me a minute. It took me a minute. <laughs> it took me, it took me, me a minute. Yo, yo, minute when I first moved I'll never forget, yo. I was I was messing with this chick, man. She was a little older than me. And I me and her, we we hit it off, right? And it was her birthday. And we went back to her spot after the club and, and things went right, you know? And the next morning I woke up, she's gone. And I'm at, I'm in her crib, I'm in her bed, right? And I'm like, but I'm tired, so I go back to sleep. I'm like, I don't know where she at. I'm gonna go back to sleep. I went back to sleep, and next thing you know, I'm woken up because these bags are being thrown on me, right? So I'm like, fuck. So I wake up, and she all these shopping bags on top of me and shit. I'm like, oh, what's, what's going on? Oh, she was like, yeah, I just did a little shopping. She's like, this is all my stuff, and this is all your stuff. Oh. She went to Express and dropped like five hundred dollars on me at Express. <laughs> 
Oh, changed yeah. my whole wardrobe, changed my changed whole, lifestyle. whole lifestyle. Like, bro, That's skinny. That stroke must have been good. Listen, bro. Pause. Pause. And, and pause. I got a new cell phone. Pause. All that shit. And I got a, hey, listen. And nah, I got a nah, new cell bust, phone. Nah, you bust that shit down. Like, bro, you like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, like, I'm just listening to real, He came and saw and conquered that night. I got a new cell phone and a whole new wardrobe. To the cloud, bro. Yeah, it was wild. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear that name, That's all. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty wild, yeah. Hey, I'll keep on doing that shit, too. If that's what you get, you get cell phones and clothes. Hey, man. I made some money. I got the bag. So after that, it was just like, you know, I kind of like, I liked that look on me. And I was like, all right, boom, I'm going to take this and run with it. So I started dressing myself. You know, I'm like, yeah, I got to go to the mall a lot more now. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shopping. I'm going to different stores. At first, it was DTLR. Now, I'm in Express. I'm in H&M. I'm in Forever 21. I'm in other places. And I saw the reaction I was getting from different calibers of women, you know, who I always wanted, but I couldn't approach them because at first, I looked to, you know, urban. I would say just to like not just a little bit too aggressive for them. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? You know, for the type of, of women these, these were. And so once I was more approachable, they, they wanted to talk to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, hey, whatever they do, okay, boom. You know? So it was great, man. But um, as I, uh, I, I look now at the, the way things are going and, you know, just with events and stuff like that, I feel like it, it changed and saved my life because literally... Um, when I was 20, I remember my 20th birthday, I woke up, right? And the first thing I did was walk to my best friend's grave, right? I walked about 20 minutes to his graveyard. And when I got there, I just kind of broke down. I was crying. I was talking to him because I did not expect to live that long. Because everybody I went to school with mm-hmm. was literally either dead or in jail. Like, if I go through my school book, I can just... X off people like they're gone either they're gone for life or their life is gone Mm -hmm. you know so those are the two dynamics and you know coming from a a father who he used to be in the streets he changed his life around whatever he had got shot six times you know like he you know he had been in jail like all these things happening and it was just like yo I did not expect to make it as far and then you also I didn't expect to make it to 21 so when I went to his grave like I was just scared that this is my last year on earth because they said that a lot of people don't make the 21. So literally, I was in fear of turning 20 mm-hmm. because I felt like it was my last year. Yeah. And that's how naive I was. Just on some, just, yo, I'm, I'm in that. No, I feel I'm yeah. in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a product. I don't want to say a product of my environment, but my mindset yeah. was a product of the environment to where I was terrified that I was going to die. Mm-hmm. You know? So once I started doing nightlife, start being around different people and, and meet new people. And we're just like, yo, I was more at ease. So I was like, yo, I ain't got to worry about, you know, nothing happening. I don't got to worry about, you know, it's nobody aggressive. Like, it's like everybody, it's all love. You know, mm-hmm. I was just around so much love. And I literally, um, it, it, like, I, I felt like you seen WandaVision? Yeah. So you know how she created that reality? I, I felt like I created my own reality okay. around me. I put all these people in my life that I wanted to be in my life. I, I made my social circle a certain way. Mm-hmm. I made my lifestyle a certain way, you know? So I created this perfect reality for myself. This is my bubble. Yeah. But my bubble was just encompassed the city, you know? Yeah. So it was like the same place I've always been, but now it's new. You know, I don't look at things in the same light anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't look and see shadows. I look and see 
light, joy, right. love, you mm -hmm. know, happiness. People are just happy. They want to be happy all the time. That's why people party so much because they want to feel happiness. They're trying mm -hmm. to feel something, so you know? Yeah. So the nightlife made you switch your perspective on life. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it like literally complete just a, just epiphany and it was just like I kept learning more about myself like even till this day I, I'm I feel like you never stop learning but mm -hmm. who I was coming into this I'm not that same person you, you know grew. yeah I grew and I feel like you know my mindset the way I approach things the way I approach people I, I'm more like I want to consume knowledge. I want to just listen. I don't want to just talk all the time. I want to, you know, just take it in. You know, no, let it marinate and yeah. respond. And I love being sponge, bro. Yeah, yo, and because you know, you get inspired by the littlest things, man. Yeah. And you know, it just you never know who's gonna say something because you, you, I don't never downplay nobody. I don't ever like when I meet new people. It's just like, all right, cool. This is an opportunity for me to gain some knowledge, you know? And, and sometimes people just talk a bunch of bullshit. They don't really talk anything, but all right, you took that time to figure that out. And um, for me, it's like, yo, I've been blessed to just be able to sponge with some of these these great minds and, and be in these rooms and be in these conversations and stuff that I never thought I would be in, you know? So I'm like, this is great. I've had a lot of great opportunities. Hell yeah. And, and, and it's funny because at one point in life, um, when I was 16, I met Drake, right? Okay. So I'm in a music video with Drake, right? This is like what? He's like. I was Degrassi 16. So he like had just, he wasn't on the grass anymore. It was like reruns at that point. Okay, okay. But when I met him, it was like, you know, he was unsigned. Like he was just like, you know, he had been doing music for probably like six months. Okay. Almost this a year fresh. at this point. You know what I'm saying? He hadn't even dropped Replacement Girl yet. Like he he still has some hot records, but this is when him and Nicholas F were working together. Okay, okay. And um, you know, it's guy called That's Uncle H. Like Hugh, Hugh was managing Nick, and he was partially managing Drake for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he came down to Richmond and got me. We went to Virginia Beach, and I'm hanging with, with with them. You know, Drake. You know, who turned out to be the number one artist in the world. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah. And I think with this guy for whole twenty four hours joking yeah. and got crazy funny stories and shit together. And I'm like, wow. And then another guy, Chris Brown. I used to hang out with Chris Brown when I was in high school, right? Okay. And so the night he was on MTV, you heard it first. He called me like three times, like, yo, yo, make sure your pops turning on, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Now I look, he's the biggest pop artist in the world you know mm -hmm. so i'm just like yo so i've been blessed to be around these people so i think to myself even if it's not on the level that they are at you know i know that i've met these people for a reason i've met other people too but i just feel like i'm destined to do something Facts. that means something you know Destiny's so definitely yeah yeah so i just have to manifest it i have to figure out exactly what i want it to be and i have to make it a reality so now the goal is to do events all over the world. Why so not? Yeah. yeah. And and for a while when I was younger, I was just here in Richmond. I wanted to be the, the number one promoter in the city. And I was just dumb. Cause, you know, all right, what's next? You know, mm -hmm. did that, you know, be for promoters, you know, did all this stuff, you did all these thousand plus parties, but that doesn't matter next year. What are you doing now? Yeah. You know, so you gotta gotta be consistent because yeah. nobody cares about what I did a decade ago. They care right. about what's your most recent party? Was it lit or was it empty? Was it dead? Was it lit? Yeah. Was it, what, what happened? Who was there? You mm -hmm. know? So now look at it like, man, when I was younger, I started doing events in DC at this club 
uh, love. I did a few events there, and then I did events every Saturday at this place called Ibiza. The owner put me on, me and my business partner in Ibiza was really like my first time being in a mega club because mm-hmm. I was doing a thousand plus people every uh, Saturday. I mean Friday in Richmond, but they were doing about I think like three thousand people every Saturday, and so it was that club a, was that big. It, it was. It, it's not open anymore. He sold it. Um, he sold the property, but it was called a Beza, and I'm talking about, dude. This room looked like the inside looked like a like a like an arena almost. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying they had about like think about like 50 plus VIP sections that were sold out every week. You know, all types of women getting like, money. Yeah, and they're just crazy, you know. Oh, and um, so like Walmart, like a Walmart club. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that, like, that, literally. That, that's the size of it. That's, that's how. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, like it, it. Literally, it was insane. The line was insane, man. Like just seeing that, and I was like, "Yo, this is wild." And being a part of that woke me up too. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, it's, it's you know, it's people out of town. I had people traveling every week. I had a huge guest list every week in D.C. and I lived in Richmond. Then this promoter comes to town, Jacob York. Right, he's from Atlanta. And he he heard about us and he put us on um, this event that they were doing for Howard's homecoming, right? Okay. And he was a promoter who did events all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. Something I had never thought about. So yeah. he hit us up. He paid us a little bit of money to be on this event. It was Diddy and Ti, right? right? Diddy was Friday. Ti was Saturday. So he had paid us in advance. Everything was done. We get there. We get a table. Everything. Diddy brings out T.I. This is one of the best parties I've ever been to in my life. I bet you oh, that Diddy and T.I. performed Versus style for 45 minutes straight. Oh, I know that Versus, This is years before Versus even was a thing, right? I saw Diddy versus T.I. live in the club, a packed club with damn near 3,000 people, bro. And that was just insane. They performed all their greatest hits back to back to back. Started from the beginning, went to the most current records, and I'm like, yo, that was that was a crazy experience. And this dude, Jacob York, does not live in DC. He lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But he used to be in the record industry. So he has all these people like him and Diddy is tight. Mm-hmm. Him and T.I., him and Lil Wayne is tight. You know, so he put us on another event in Charlotte. Went to Charlotte, North Carolina. We just sold tickets for this event in Charlotte. I'm like, yo. I got people driving five hours to come party with me. That's fine. I mean, not just me, because they're going out there anyway, yeah. CIAA weekend. Yeah. But, but they're still, partying with yeah. me, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they think that my, my logo's on the flyer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? And I'm like, this is insane. So, at that point, I said, listen, I know a lot of people in New York. I didn't have been in New York, you know, uh, years ago. And then I revisited, and, and I, I came up with this concept for a brunch called A Different Brunch, right? It was based off of, uh, you've seen that show, A Different World? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a 90s show. It was called A Different World. So um, I was inspired because a lot of places I was going to all just played trap music in Richmond. It was just a, a thing where everywhere you heard the same playlist, and for five hours straight, it's Boosie, Yo Gotti, <laughs> Future. Yeah. Uh, Chief Keef, like that's all it is, like yeah. the entire party. And I'm like, yo, there's more music than these couple these songs. Artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these artists. And so when I came with a different brunch, I said I wanted to be a mixture of, like 90s till now. I want to hear New Jack Swing and I want to hear Future. I want to hear Michael Jackson and I want to hear Drake. I want to hear, I want to hear the best of everything. So yeah. the first one I did was in Northern Virginia, right? Because in my mind frame, it was like, all right, Richmond is monkey see monkey do to a certain point so when you leave the city and do something and you make it 
and you bring it back, that's when they're like, okay, we gotta go to this. So mm-hmm. I did the first one, Northern Virginia. People drove up from Richmond just because it was in Northern Virginia. It was yeah. this nice restaurant. It was successful. Boom. Second one did in DC. DC sold out. It was lit, successful. Did did a promo video there, like a recap video. Start showing that. Then I did Richmond. Richmond packed out. And so uh, I did Vagabond in Richmond, right? So the the owner of Mama J's owns Vagabond, right? Okay, so okay. they did the food. So you already know it was lit, yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah. So for for those who don't Quakes. know, Mama J's is like the number one. Uh, soul food spot in in the city or yeah. the, or the state, you know. Everybody know Mama Jay Z. Yeah. If you ain't never had Mama, yeah, Jay-Z. you heard about Mama Jay Z. You, you heard about, about, heard about it. Poor child. So, that? so the that owner, name. you know, he had just bought ownership, and I had did an event there before he owned it, and you know, some of his staff was like, yeah, they they can vouch for me. So he like, listen, that's what I want you to do. I want you to give me a check. I want you to deposit a check. And I can't remember how much it was, but he said, listen, if you hit a certain number, I think it was like 3,000 in sales, I'll give you this check back immediately. And if not, I'll just keep this. And I said, okay, bet, do. So the event started at 12 and I was coming back from DC. So I got there probably like 12.30. At one o'clock, he walked up to me. He shook my hand and handed me the check back and walked off. Wow, that's dope. And, and at that point, you know, that was my, it was, it was packed, yeah. you know? So then, once I did that, you know, and I, and I was marketing as a tour, I had people reaching out to me from Atlanta, from Orlando, from South Carolina, from all these different places, like, yo, we want you to come down here. And I was like, I never thought about that. Let's do it. We got on the mm-hmm. phone. And next thing you know, I'm doing in Orlando. I had never been to Orlando in my life. Promoted that event for a month. Sold out. Got to Orlando. The lines outside. People waiting in the heat for an hour to get in. You know, oh, popping, right? Went to Atlanta, had never been to Atlanta before. I get there, it's sold out. You know, the owner pulls me to the side. How can I get you to do this every week? And then at that point, I wasn't ready. You know, I didn't live in Atlanta, so I was honest. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, let's keep in contact. So that was a missed opportunity that I should have took. I just wasn't, I wasn't in that mindset yeah. yet about weekly out of mm-hmm. town. I'm like, well, this is another ball game. So when I did the New York one and the owner pulled me in the kitchen, he was like, yo, how can I get you to do this midnight brunch every Friday? And I said, let me think about it. He said, you're not leaving this kitchen until you give me an answer. So I was like, all right, let's, we talked about it. We did it. And I started doing it. And I'm like, listen, I can do this anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm at my, my midnight brunch in New York and I meet this, this, this woman from Paris, right? And, you know, me and her exchange information and she, she knew about me through a mutual friend before she got there. And she gets back to Paris and she's like, yo, you should, you should bring this to Paris. Like, let's do that in 2021. Oh, shit. And so me and her, it got that ball rolling. Then COVID happened, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so now me and her, we still talk a lot. And then now I got people that I know in London. I've hit them up. So now my mindset is, all right, when COVID's over, London. Going global. Paris. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are places that I want to I go. And you know, with me doing the brunches out of town, like I want to try to be in 20 different markets. Right. So that's that's the thumbprint. I want to leave that that thumbprint there with the brunch. But then I want to bleed out. I want to start doing other things. I want to mm-hmm. start doing maybe Tuesday nights in those cities. Then, you know, mm-hmm. eventually build up to the point now. Now I'm in all these cities, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so this is my company. Yeah. We do events everywhere. We can hire people to work. In these different markets, mm-hmm. these different cities to help out, 
you know, and I know how to find the people. Like literally, it's to the point now. I have this to a science. Like I've never been to Alaska, but I'm pretty sure if you give me like three weeks to research, I can throw you a party. Yeah, that's all you need. In Alaska, yeah. Alaska. You know, Ooh. I can I can throw a party there. I just need a couple weeks to kind of research to, mm-hmm. to figure the market out, figure out what venues, what type of people, figure out how to find these people, get in contact with these people, how to market these people. It could be done, yeah. you know. But literally, you like you got to reverse engineer. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta attack it to like this isn't rocket science. This is research, right? Yeah. Because anybody can learn rocket science if they they learn it, they Facts. research it, you know. So it just depends on how many hours you want to develop to your craft, you know. So message, yeah. Hell yeah. So you just gotta go in. Hell yeah. This 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 episode has been has been dope, man. Very informative. I've learned a lot. I know a lot of our viewership is going to learn a lot from this episode. Hell yeah, you got to. Um, but before we wrap it up, I just want to give you a chance to, you know, plug in, you know, everything that you have going on. Let our viewership know where they can find you. You know, the party's coming up because it's about to go to the next level from the way you talk. Hit talking. me on social media <laughs> at Juan C4 Pierce. It's J-U-A-N-C-4-P-I-E-R-C-E. That's on Instagram, that is on Clubhouse, that is on Twitter, um, Facebook. You can just type in Juan Pierce. You'll see I got a couple pages on there, but, you know, tap in with me. I also just got my LLC last week. I was going to bring that up, too. Hell yeah. I want to plug. I just started uh, an online lingerie boutique. It's called High Risk Lingerie. Oh, yeah, I saw that so, today. Hell yeah. Um, we'll be up and running, you know, hopefully within the next week with the site. But people can go to the site now. They can join the mailing list. Go to but, it. But, yeah. Make sure you tune in. That's it. Lock in. You guys, too. Got to tune in. That is ill. Oh, C <laughs> L O C. Not playing, man. Lock in, man. Go tune in, man.